0: Let's talk wellness corner now men's fertility and reproductive health is our topic uh, today so just a bit of background male infertility is often a subject brushed under the table yet male infertility accounts for 40 percent of infertility cases in society there's a skewed focus on women and fertility we've been saying this i think for the past three chats on this issue now According to Vitalab, lifestyle choices as well as hormonal, physical and psychological problems may result in anything from the complete absence of sperm to a low sperm count, abnormal sperm shape problems with sperm mod- mobility or sperm that's completely immobile. Further, today we shine the spotlight on the role men in the conception journey do have or play and having more open conversations on men's reproductive health. And this is our final discussion on our World Fertility Awareness Month miniseries. Joining us is Dr. Fezile Kizeh, a medical doctor. Dr. Mkise, good morning. Thanks for making time for us.
1: Hello, Zinda. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's such a, an interesting thing to be discussing and unpacking, um, especially from the male perspective.
0: Yes absolutely we're so glad we could get a man to talk about this yeah. yeah we've been talking to so many ladies in our wellness corner
1: so of course and and I think it's um, we've just found that because women are so comfortable when it comes to going in and, and seeing doctors they have a gynecologist they have somebody who's their touchstone when it comes to issues um, around the, uh, their reproductive kind of help they tend to be the ones who are more ready to come in and open up and discuss it where. Um, when I was working in neurology, mm-hmm. uh, you'd find that if there were issues, uh, such as this one, it was quite a tentative thing. Uh, people would tend to come in their forties, um, early to mid forties. Somebody may have told them that they need to have what's called a prostate exam or something along those lines. And then they'll tell you that there's been this lingering thing, um, that they've been having an issue with. Um, and that's just one side of what is a very complex, uh, kind of psychosocial Uh, connection between men and infertility
0: let's start by understanding the the process of producing sperm and it's Mm. quite a a complicated one which is different Mm. from what you know maybe we might think but what goes into this process and and how is it affected over a male's lifespan
1: so what actually happens is it's got um, a number of factors so the actual Sperm cells themselves are made in the gonads or the testicles. Um, most people will know them as. But what will stimulate them to be produced are a number of hormones. Testosterone comes into play. Um, FSH is another hormone, and LH, um, which are hormones that originate and come from the brain that signal down to uh, the body, down to themselves, and when they're secreted or when they're actually produced, that then stimulates the production of the sperm that's within the testicles. And then for them to continue to remain healthy, for them to continue to remain mobile, because those are some of the things that you test when you're actually assessing um, semen and sperm to see if you have good quality. All of those things also depend on the continuation of uh, those kind of hormones to be at good levels. Um, and they are then kind of um, subject to a number of things like testosterone. If you are somebody who's markedly overweight, you can have quite low numbers of testosterone because of um, uh, the testosterone being converted to estrogen by certain kind of fat um, cells and fat um, um, converters. And then if you're very, very underweight, you can actually have an underproduction of testosterone. And that's because testosterone is also a hormone that is fat. Uh, dependent, so you actually created with a certain number of fat, um, and then you have a look at testosterone when it comes to psychological stuff, so when you start talking about stress, if you are a very stressed individual, maybe at work, or even the concept of trying to have children, because you haven't been able to to do it within a certain time, you start to get very stressed, stress hormones actually inhibit testosterone, so they end up mm. dropping it um, in in the body, so you can see that it has a number of Um, Kind of factors that come into play because there's a number of things required just to produce healthy
0: sperm cells. So, can you supplement then for these uh, hormones, testosterone, Mm. FSH, and LH?
1: So, what we tend to do is, of course, we can, um, and that is when you start working in um, with kind of the specialists within the fertility sector. But what we we do is we always talk about a more holistically healthy lifestyle, um, because one that is something that's more attainable to to the general public. Because when you start putting in very high doses or high supplementation of something, um, you start looking at certain prices, and not everybody can afford such treatments over long periods of time. So we start talking about the things that you should do just to make yourself generally healthier and in so doing will just naturally help your body to be able to be where you need to be. Uh, we then start to take kind of blood and we start looking at levels um, and if the levels, depending on the reading, are very markedly low, we then also try to find a reason for it and then so finding the reason, hopefully we can figure out a way to best treat it and that we can have a number of things getting back into sync and your body going back into um, a place where it's healthy enough and it's, it's at the levels where you need it to be so that you are not going to be um, an issue when it comes to the facility process.
0: Okay, so we touched on some of the potential causes when it comes Mm. to male infertility uh, Mm. over or underweight uh, stress as well. You touched on one that one I think wouldn't normally think of because I'm thinking I wouldn't, is wearing tight underwear.
1: Sure, sure, of course. And uh, I think a lot of people have heard something about that, but they don't exactly know what the physiological reasoning is.
0: Mm. So
1: um, when it comes to the testicles, the beauty of the body is that Things are where they are generally for a reason. The testicles and the production of, um, kind of sperm and to make sure that your, your testosterone, which actually originates in the, the testicles, um, all of those functions are, are going well and are adequate, um, happen at a certain temperature. And that temperature is not the same temperature as your core temperature, which is close to kind of the mm. family somewhere there. It's slightly less. And men will know that when it's a very hot day, the testicles tend to hang lower because they don't want to be as close to the body because the body is going to be generally quite hot. It's a hot day. When it's colder, you find that they then um, actually elevate and go up and get closer to the body because they don't want to drop the temperature too much. So that little regular regulation that it has is because it needs a certain temperature to be able to function properly. When you then start wearing very tight underwear that may then press them up closer to the body, that could have an effect on uh, your ability for your, tes- your testicles to actually function. When you have a um, very long hot bath, you're now immersing it in quite a hot environment and it isn't able to self-regulate because it's just in the water. Um, and over a period of time, that could potentially have an effect on function. So we always talk about, uh, to men, um, that you need to be aware Mm. that that is something that can affect you, um, and especially when it comes to people who are wanting to optimize themselves so that they can um, kind of have children and and go through the process of pregnancy. That's just those little things that you can change to improve your chances.
0: And there's that uh, stylish new uh, fashion look now where jeans are getting tighter and tighter, so I think we're now going to have to stay away from that for a bit. <laughs>
1: if you're- I mean, definitely, definitely be in that area. I would, I would recommend it. Yeah. Or um, if you're going to do it, maybe just once uh, every two weeks, once a week, uh, not to make it something that's, that's uh, very common, basically.
0: Exposure to toxic chemicals, doctor, is another potential cause. So, will this li- uh, mean that those who live in cities are more at risk then of issues with male infertility, and maybe also uh, those who work in certain type of work that include uh, strong or toxic chemicals?
1: Mm. Um, definitely, depending. And again, this is this ends up being a person to person basis because um, you can kind of uh, have certain chemicals that are going to have an effect, not just on your reproductive health, but on all sorts of other parts of your body. So the discussion then with your healthcare Uh, worker or the professional that's there generally in situations like that there is somebody who is um, going to be on site or around HR is very good with that uh, so that you can actually sit down and discuss with them um, if you think that you are within an environment that may then be uh, potentially um, adverse for you and the reasoning why you would maybe want to uh, be moved uh, to another department or just to tell your doctor if you have a family doctor, but that is the situation and may be a cause because there's many, many chemicals that have um, many effects on you throughout your entire body. And when you sit down and you discuss, you need to be as open and as transparent as possible. And in my experience, there's that thing that we're talking about where you would almost find that a client um, or patient Will be sitting and will withhold certain information mm. that may make them look bad, um, and present to you um, this face that is, "Well, I'm doing everything on my part." Um, they think that um, infertility kind of will be associated with something like an erectile dysfunction. So it's like, of course, me uh, I'm strong as a man. I do that part. I execute my responsibilities adequately. Surely, it must not be me, but You also have this thing where you're not telling the full picture because you're wanting to look a certain way. And if there's one person that you want to be able as possible, it's the person who is in direct um, effect with your health, the person who is trying to optimize you. um, And it really doesn't help to to withhold things like that. Um, But at the same time, we do understand that it is a part of society, especially within our country, Um, That there is this this concept of what strength is and and what a man is. Mm. Um, And then there's a stigma of uh, you not being able to fulfill what others would deem a very easy, very simple uh, role, uh, which is to be able to fire offspring.
0: Okay, so the departing message is that if you are a man who's struggling with infertility, uh, you're not alone. First of all, and <laughs> as you say, uh, <laughs> please do be open and transparent when you do, you know, discover that there is an issue to be dealt with. But there are ways of improving fertility. There's, there cool. are solutions. So let's talk, uh, just in closing, then on on just those solutions. Okay.
1: So because um, we were talking about them in, in so many multiple uh, yes. facets, it's also good to give people an idea of how long you should be trying for. Um So depending on the literature that you kind of see, some people will say as early as six months. Um, but generally, we give a rule of about a year um, of attempting to, to fall pregnant. Uh, then you want to uh, kind of come in and both parties um, can start having discussions um, around what it is that day one can do, um, and two, uh, the kind of tests that we may have to look at in the future. The most important thing when it comes to men is that we start to optimize you, one, as I said, lifestyle-wise, uh, start to get you moving, start to make sure you're in the right kind of body mass index, is it rough thumb suck for where your body weight should be, um, and then secondarily, little things like don't wear, not wearing the very tight underwear on a regular basis, um, mm-hmm. the, the hot showers as well, decreasing smoking, decreasing alcohol intake, because those also can affect what goes on, especially when it comes to uh, blood and, and vasculopathy. That's one of the big things that can actually affect you. And then trying to manage your stress accordingly. As I said, when you're very, very stressed, your stress hormones shoot up, which then can hinder the hormones that are needed uh, for fertility. So little things like that, before we even start talking about the potential for any sort of invasive treatment